guys, welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side. Unless it's mine. No, mine. Welcome to the second episode. How'd you like those movies? Oh my goodness. Well, one of which is my all-time favorite, and the other one was a three-hour-long black-and-white war film with subtitles. So what do you think? We'll get into those later. Um, We're going to (laughs) be reviewing The Longest Day and Fight Club. Those were the two movies that we chose out of the bucket um, from our listeners' suggestions. And if you guys were looking at our Facebook story on Thursday night, I believe, um, as you may recall from our last episode, Brian called me out for falling asleep during movies. Then this man falls asleep during Fight Club. Big mistake. Well, speaking of Facebook... Oh, no. Yesterday on my timeline, I got a Kelsey story. It's not often I get Kelsey stories from other people, but Facebook sometimes reminds me that you said stupid shit. So this (sighs) one was a year ago. We were at Trivia, and the question came up, which state has the Crazy Horse Monument? And we talked about it. We came up with the guess of one of the Dakotas, and we settled on South Dakota, and we ended up getting it right. So on the way home from Trivia... I tell Kelsey, like, hey, that was a good job. Like, we, that's a hard question. We guessed it. We got it. She goes, yeah, I figured it needed to be somewhere near the desert. I'm like, Kelsey, the Dakotas aren't near the desert. They're by Minnesota. And she's like, oh, well, then I guess it was a bad guess. But how am I supposed to know that? I'm like, Kelsey, we went to WeFest in western Minnesota. It was about 30 minutes from North Dakota. And she says, yeah, but that's North Dakota. I'm like, Kelsey, they're right next to each other. And she says, Well, that doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. Why would you put a north and south state right next to each other? But that... (laughs) But is North and South Carolina right next to each other? Yes. Who designed this Where do you think Virginia and West Virginia are? Let me guess. Right next to each other. Yes. Honestly, if you put a U.S. map in front of me... I would maybe be able to get like 12 states. I'm not even kidding. Like how sad and pathetic is that? Yeah, it reminds me of the Cardinal Directions when we first moved down here. It was like our second our second time coming home. And she says, oh, this is the same way we came home last time. And I'm like, no, last time we came from the north. She's like, don't start that shit. <laughs> don't start Directions. <laughs> Honestly, I would be so screwed if I ever got like lost in a forest or something. There's not a chance for me. So then also this week I got Facebook gave me another Kelsey story. It was when awesome. I asked her to name four NBA teams. Well, I actually I, the game is to name four NBA teams that start with an S or that don't have the letter S in them. I just wanted to see if she could name one. So I said, Kelsey, name me one NBA team that doesn't have the letter S in it. She thought for, you know, 10 seconds, and she says, the Harlem Gold Trotters. First of all, that's not an NBA team. Second of all, it's the Globe Trotters. Third of all, it has a goddamn S. <laughs> she got the same question wrong three times in one question. The, hmm, the Indiana Pacer. No, definitely the Pacers. (laughs) The Chicago Bull. (laughs) Definitely the Bulls. Yeah, so we're we're thinking like, what are some funny, what are the best team names that become really funny if you drop the plural? The Toronto Maple Leaf. (laughs) Just one leaf. (laughs) The Maple Leaf. My favorite is the Boston Red Sox. The Chicago White Sox. What'd you say? The Charlotte Bobcat. 
Just one bobcat. <laughs> Today we have the White Sock playing the Red Sock. <laughs> the, wait, is it Washington Wizard? Yeah, the Washington Wizard. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> the Anaheim Mighty Duck. duck. <laughs> one duck. Just one. Just a duck. Just a singular duck. Oh, uh, anyways, what are we drinking today? All right. Well, I have, oh my goodness, of course I don't have the bottle right in front of me, so you might have to help me out with this. I have Cider Boys, Strawberry Cider. Strawberry Apple, I think, right? Yes. I have not tried it yet. Did you take a sip of yours yet? I did not. Okay. There's that frog ribbit that happens every time I drink that we've discussed before. Thanks for editing those out, Brian. So cider, cider boys are. It's a um, looks like it's made in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So another local beer. This is really good, like really good. And last week I told you I said when I read fruity notes, I thought that I would be like a ciderish beer, and it wasn't, and I was kind of disappointed a little bit. But this week, it's like, it's the perfect cider. And it does have that little bit of like strawberry flavor to it, for sure. We'll get your rating at the end of the episode. I am drinking a coconut porter from City Lights Brewing, also here in Wisconsin. This is in Milwaukee. Um, It looks delicious. Like, I don't know if you can see my glass, but. You say coconut porter? Coconut porter. Mm. It looks like it's going to be smooth, and let's taste it. Take a little sip. Oh, wow. Good or not good? Yeah, it's really coconutty. Does it taste like a Samoa? Like a Girl Scout cookie Samoa? Yeah, like a liquid Samoa. Oh, my gosh. I had a coconut porter at Trivia one night, and I don't know if this was it. That's why I saw this in the... In the selection case thing, what do you call yeah. it? Like the cooler? Like the cooler. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, coconut porter. I haven't had that since trivia last year. And so I wanted to try it. And I'm not sure if this is the same one, but this that was really good. And this is really good. So I'm going to go with. They maybe, should make still. like a series of beers that taste like Girl Scout cookies. What else is there? I don't know that my. I don't like know a my thin flavors. mint. Like a minty beer. I know it sounds terrible, but it could be really good. What else is there? Peanut butter? Well, they changed all the names of them. Apparently, a Girl Scout cookie does not have the same name in every state, which is weird. But they'll always be tagalongs to me. I think other places they call them like peanut butter patties, which is so stupid. You should see the gesture she's making over that. She's really upset about that. (laughs) Thin Mints is like Minty Delight or something like that in other states. So it's a Thin Mint. The drink that Kelsey's drinking um, was actually suggested to us by a good friend of ours, Randall Custer. Isn't it Custer? That's what I've been calling him for seven years. They spell their name. Yeah, I've been wrong this whole time. They spell their name K U S T E R. They have a silent E in there. So it's Custer, not Cooster, but Randy told me, I asked Randy, I'm like, how do you pronounce your last name, actually? And he told me, but he's like, we don't really care. We stopped trying in eighth grade to correct people. So it's it's Custer. He never once corrected you? No. And then you said it on live, knowing that I would make a comment about it and sound real I didn't, stupid. I didn't know you would, but. <laughs> but so Randy also happens to be our fantasy, well, not our I play in a fantasy baseball league, and Randy is our commissioner. And Kelsey doesn't know this. This is my first time telling her, but fantasy baseball drafts are coming soon. Great. Do we want to talk about the fact that you always plan one for my birthday? Okay, so baseball season starts in April. So you have to draft your teams in middle of March. And Kelsey's birthday happens to be March 9th. So it's not my fault. You always, though, like, they'll give you, like, three weekends to pick from, and you always pick the weekend closest to my birthday. Well, one, that's not true. But two, one time we threw you a birthday party. Threw me a birthday party. You had a fantasy baseball draft, and you supplied cupcakes. Who were the cupcakes for? Your birthday? 
you all wore birthday hats for like three seconds to make it seem really like my birthday. We had a, we had to do the draft on Kelsey's actual birthday, so we threw a draft slash Kelsey birthday party. But the only people invited were my parents and my fantasy baseball <laughs> league. I think Kelsey's friend might have came. No, literally, you were my friend. You were my only friend there. When well, we met your friends out at the bar, but Brian, there wasn't even a seat for me. I sat on the floor. Well, at least you got to pick, pick what was on TV. Thank goodness. No, it was college basketball. Could barely. Seriously? See, I didn't That's even remember thing. that part. Kelsey's birthday happens to fall right around the Big Ten tournament. <sighs> March Madness, too, yeah? Well, March Madness starts later, but it's your b- birthday is in prime fantasy baseball draft season and prime college basketball season. So, Well, you better watch out because I'm a Pisces slash Aquarius and we're very sentimental and emotional. All right. So for this week's podcast, we have a game. So it's like the newlywed game, sort of, but it's pop culture themed. So I'll kind of explain it. Each of us have come up with 10 questions. Um, So I'm going to ask questions about myself. I already have the answer written down here. Brian has to guess what my answer is. Sounds a little complicated, but I feel like once we start playing, you guys will kind of get the gist of it. But what's a game without a prize? Brian, do you want to explain the prize? Yeah, so when we came up with this game, I thought, well, let's let's put a little bit of money on it. But what's better than money? Food. Let's put a little bit of food on it. So <laughs> we went out to the store yesterday, and we each picked out a $25 gift card to a restaurant that we would like to get food from tonight. I picked Buffalo Wild Wings. Kelsey, what'd you pick? Olive Garden, of course. So the winner of this challenge is going to get to get food from their choice tonight. And then the loser is going to have to donate their gift card to a drawing that we're going to do on Wednesday. We'll be going on Facebook Live on Wednesday, and we'll be picking out the name of somebody who entered the drawing. And the way that you enter, Brian. So you go to our Facebook or our Instagram and follow or like us. And we are going to pin a post with information about this new episode on top of our Facebook wall. So follow us and then share that post. And anyone that does that will write their name down, put it in a bucket and draw for $25 to hopefully Olive Garden. So do you want to get us started? Uh, sure, you go first. I said, do you want to get us started? And you said, sure, you go first. Oh, I thought you said, (laughs) I thought you said, do you want me to start? (laughs) What did you actually say? Do you want to get it started? (laughs) Well, it still makes sense. Sure, you go first. (laughs) All right, first question for Kelsey. If I could hang, this is pretty easy, I think. If I could hang out with one celebrity for a day, who would it be? One celebrity, huh? Pretty vague statement. It should be pretty easy, I think. Um, I've told you this. M- most of these questions we've told each other at some point, or I feel like she should know most of these if she really thought about it. Tom Brady. That's what you guessed last time. And I was wrong. I'm and you assuming. were wrong. It's Bill Burr. Uh, and that was your reaction last time. At least Bill Burr would be more entertaining, that's for sure. Yes, Bill Burr is the funniest man on the planet. I would love to spend a <sighs> day with him. Off to a rough start, considering you said that would be an easy one. Okay, my first one. What is my favorite Food Network show? Oh, boy. I love Food Network, by the way. I'm going to say Guy's Grocery Games. Ugh, yes, you're correct. Well, this is rough for me so far. All right, this one's a little bit harder, but we've discussed it. Who is my favorite Avenger, and what actor plays that role? Your favorite Avenger, and what actor? Yep. Shoot. Iron Man? Er Robert Downey Jr.? Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. You knew that. We've talked about it. 
That's your favorite Avenger? You knew it. You have no one to blame but yourself. This is not off to a good start for me. Number two. Who was my favorite band slash artist in high school? Oh, boy. I talk about them all the time. I make you listen to them on long road trips. Don't give me hints. Just saying. I'm trying to help you out. I don't know why, but. My Chemical Romance. Nope. Fuck. Taking Back Sunday. Oh. I've got one right. Or two, you've got zero right. Okay, so number three. Blackbeard and Calico Jack Rackham are characters on which of my favorite TV shows? Pirates. Let's hold on. Yes, they are pirates. I'm going to give you a chance to think about this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yes. Black Ship. (laughs) <laughs> we, right we need a we need a producer we need someone here to judge i'm it's black sails ah uh, i don't think black i wouldn't ship give is that to enough. me oh my gosh better start thinking about my wing order tonight i really wanted pasta too all right number three for you <sighs> whose overall storyline did i dislike the most in game of thrones Mm. Bran Stark. Yes. Also referred to as Brandon Stark. Yes. Gosh. That's true. We won't spoil it for anyone, but yes, oh, Kelsey I could go really, on for days. I think Kelsey slept through that whole season when he was beyond the wall. Oh, I guess that's a spoiler. Oopsie. Well, at this point, if you haven't watched it, All right. get with the program. Through... Three, I'm winning two to zero. Literally, I have so much catching up to do. Who would I call the best Disney character of all time? Disney character? Yes. I feel like that's so vague. Do you want a hint? I feel like I should give you a hint. I feel like you should too, like a cartoon. It's an animal. It's an animal. Mufasa. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy. Mufasa. <laughs> I thought you'd say Simba, but Simba's his son. less masculine son. Mufasa was like Simba definitely had some things to learn. Definitely wasn't exactly a badass. All right, on you. Random people tell me I look like random celebrities pretty often and or just well-known people. All of which I do not agree with, but every time it happens, I tell you. Name one. Name one person that somebody else has told me I look like. I don't. I don't know what. I have names going through my head. I don't know what any of them look like. I don't. I literally. It happened this week. Yes, I know it's happened, and you show me every time, and I'm like, eh, eh. I can't picture any of these names. I don't know if any of these names are names you've said. Kristen Stewart. No. I've gotten. Do you want me to tell you? Give me some. Danielle Jonas, who is Kevin Jonas's wife. I don't know who Danielle or Kevin Jonas are, but keep going. My hair salon stylist, like, raves about that one. Sarah Jessica Parker, which I do not get at all. I've heard you say that, I guess. Katy Perry. Katy Perry? Which I do not Who? get at all. Exactly. How drunk was the person that told you? Are you, you ready for this Perry? one? Giselle, Tom Brady's wife. No comment. Literally, I know I do not. I know I do not. Yeah, look no like comment that. on that. If any of you watch Chicago PD, apparently the officer whose first name is Kim. So I was supposed to get the my answer was supposed to be the officer from. I wrote down her name, the actress's name, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, I, I mean, some of those I should have, I've heard you say a couple of them before. Not Katy Perry. If whoever thinks Kelsey looks like Katy Perry is listening to this, I'm not going to. This week, I, I was disagree. at Starbucks, and I had, a like, a medical mask on. So, like, you can't even see really what I, we all have medical mask on right now, obviously. But you can't really see what our faces look like. And this person was like, oh, my gosh, you must get this all the time. And I'm like, that's usually where it starts. 
And then they were like, you look just like Alexis from Schitt's Creek. And I was like, yes, no, I do not. Shows, never heard of these actresses. But Well, you look her up and I really don't look like her. Anyways, number five. Okay, number five. South Park is my favorite cartoon of all time. Who's... Now, this... don't answer yet. Whose dad is my favorite character? And I'm giving you a bonus if you can name both of the answers. Kyle and Randy. I mean, you're... I said don't answer right away. Let's think. think about this for 10 seconds before you... Whose dad? Whose dad is my favorite character? Kyle's dad. So it's Stan's dad. So Randy Marsh, you said Randy. Randy Marsh is the dad. And his kids are Stan Marsh and Shelly Marsh. Who's Kyle then? Broflowski. She looks confused right now. Kyle and Stan are best friends. They're best They're friends. just little cartoons to me, okay? I can't even You've keep track. You've watched enough South Park with me to know that Stan and Kyle are different people. Oh, my goodness. I should have studied. All right, number five. What is my favorite show on Bravo? Below Deck? Er. Vanderpump Rules. Er. What is it? Summer House. <sighs> and they're coming back with a new season. Not sponsored, by the way. Obviously. That sucks for you, pal. All right, number six. Who do I consider the best director of all time? Christopher Nolan. Yes. Yay. You act surprised. That's right. And I almost put this in a bonus. Name his last two movies that he released. What if I just get one? Nope, two. Dunkirk. And? Tenet? Yeah. Yay! So I get a bonus point? No, 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 no. I said almost put that as a bonus. The only bonus was this, was Stan and Shelley So Marsh. I don't get a bonus point? No bonus. So I'm sweating for no reason. Oh, boy. Okay, ready? Number six. What is my favorite Netflix series? Series, not movie. This was tough for even me to answer. Um. Uh. Making a Murderer? Is that what it's called? No. You. I'm your favorite Netflix no. series? The show You. Oh. Originally a Lifetime series, just to clarify, but was picked up by Netflix when Lifetime didn't want it anymore. Big mistake, by the way, because now it's a really big show. Through six, we are tied two to two. Seriously? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. What do I consider the best sports movie of all time? Remember the Titans. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Looks like I'm eating some pasta tonight. Okay. Who was my favorite singer or band that I got to see live in concert? Miranda Lambert. Yes. That was kind of an easy one. That was... Coincidentally, in WeFest, or at WeFest, by North Dakota. No need to be rude. <laughs> no need to bring that up. But not by South Dakota, because that's in the desert. All right, number eight. If I were to attack you with a Kamehameha, which of my favorite childhood shows would I have learned that from? Dragon Ball Z? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my For goodness. For the listeners... For the listeners, can you just repeat what move that was? Leia Leia. <laughs> One more try. No, it's Leia Leia is wrong. Bea Bea. <laughs> Kamehameha. All right, number eight for you. Who was my least favorite character on Vanderpump Rules? All cast members, both past and present, are included in this including the ones that were recently fired. But that doesn't mean that it is one of those. I'm just throwing it out there. I only know two names, so everything you just told me doesn't. And you uh, must say the full name, so that no. sucks for you. Jax. No. It's only, that's the only name I can think Tom of. Tom Sandoval. What an annoying little man. Don't even deny that you watch that show with me. Don't pretend. 
All right. Number nine. I'm down one going into the final two questions. Who and Kelsey already told me that her number ten is gonna be really hard. So it is. Sorry. I'm not feeling good about this. Who is my favorite character? No, sorry. Who is my favorite character in my favorite western? Or not Anne this time, or who is the actor that plays that role? Oh no. You've you say I make you watch this all the time, so well, I know the movie. What's the movie? Tombstone. Okay, now what's my favorite character in Tombstone? Or who plays it? Huckleberry. He <laughs> <laughs> says at the end, I'm your Huckleberry. Doesn't he say that? The bad thing about doing a beer review during this podcast is if Kelsey says something <laughs> ridiculous. Brian just did a spit take. <laughs> no, his name is not Huckleberry. Yes, he says, I'm your Huckleberry. Well, then what does it mean? Doc Holliday. Okay, so explain the Huckleberry. Played by Val Kilmer. I almost said Jingleberry. <laughs> Gross. That's just, a, that's just a saying of his. I'm your Huckleberry. Makes no sense. But Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday. And it is a phenomenal. If no one's seen Tombstone, you please then go you're watch not it. missing out. Don't worry. Number nine. I am not scared by many horror films. Which one would I say has scared me the most, though? You none. Hold on. Oh my god, we went to the movies last year before COVID hit. Maybe it was two years ago now. Pet we Cemetery. Saw Pet Cemetery and the new one. It was terrifying. The soundtrack was terrifying. There was a moment in there where I had my eyes closed and my ears blocked. Like I not only did I have to close my eyes, I blocked my ears. I hate scary movies. I look over at Kelsey and she's sitting there eating popcorn like it's a Sunday cartoon. Like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she's a sociopath. Well, I Nothing do scares listen you. to a lot of true crime documentaries. This movie scared the crap out of me. Can I get a hint? Is it new or is it old? Um, it's not like new. Like it's not it has, it came out before you Oh, I know I, what it is. I know what it is. Actually, I know what it is. No more hints. It's um The Grudge. No, but very close. The Ring. Oh, The Ring. <sighs> I literally was so scared that I didn't even want to look in a mirror because I was afraid I was going to like see images that. from the movie. I knew that. And then there's this whole like thing in your brain where you're like, wait, if you watch the movie and then you die in seven days. I just watched the movie. Am I going to die in seven days? Spoiler alert. Kelsey did not die in seven Still days. Still here, but I'm just saying. I knew that. that that's frustrating. You were very close. Because I think the grudge and the ring are like interconnected in some way. All right. Number 10. Who do I consider to be the greatest villain in TV or movie history? The greatest villain? <sighs> TV or movie history. Bane. Darth Vader. Really? Really? Think of a more icon. I'm not saying the best acting. I'm saying just the most iconic classic villain is Darth Vader. Darth Vader is the villain. I'm going to throw out an unpopular opinion here. All the Star Wars fans are coming for me. He's an overhyped stormtrooper. No. Yes, he You're is. Wild. When's the last time you saw a Star Wars movie for you to say that? I've seen enough. They have they have helmets that are kind of the same shape. That's as close as His I get. His is black. Theirs is white. That's the That's only it? difference. That's the only difference. One's black. One. And he's got some force behind him. Some? Some force? Oh, my God. No more than the we'll average. we have to do a whole episode on this. No more than the average Jedi. You're you are nuts. You are so wrong with that statement. The only difference is that he's got all his little followers. You are. I can't. I'm done. I'm taking another drink. Oh, no. They're going to come for me. Here they come. He has, Darth Vader has some force. Yeah, Tom <laughs> Brady has some talent. <laughs> well, you're not wrong about either of those. Giselle is kind of pretty. Like, yeah, Darth Vader has some force. All right. Number 10. I'm down one. I need to get this to tie you. Well, you're not going to get it. I'm sorry. You said I had a bonus? I think bonus? I know what you're going to say, but like, it's not right. You told me that you gave me a, you had a bonus question for me. Oh, well, if you could get the 
people that I look like, I was going to have you name oh. two. And if you named two, then you got an extra point. But if I knew that, I would have tried harder. Oh, please. All right. Number 10. Which actress would I cast as myself in a movie? Don't just jump in there. Think about it. <sighs> I would be really shocked if you got this. Have we said her name yet today? Not today. Elizabeth Olsen. No, <sighs> but very close. The look she gave me was like, oh, you almost very, got it. Very close. Dakota Johnson. Who the hell is Dakota Johnson? You know who Dakota Johnson is. She was in Peanut Butter Falcon. She played the girl. She was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Not that I'm thinking that's the reason she should play me. <laughs> we're like the same height. We have the same hair. And we're both a little socially awkward. I think Elizabeth Olsen would be a better one. I feel like that's not a bad guess, but I feel like you're also not the one making the movie. All right. So Kel- Kelsey wins. So that means on Wednesday when we go live, we're going to go live. At, um, we're going to try to go live at seven o'clock on Wednesday night. And we will draw like we did the other day. So, man, I had a comeback. I was really falling behind there for a second. I didn't think there was even a chance. But so if you're listening to this, go to our Facebook, take a seat and out of side podcast. Look at the pin message. It said to say something about being episode two. Um, just share that to your wall. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we've had a lot of really good feedback and like a lot of interaction and we love it. And this is just something that we thought would be fun. Just a way to give back to you guys for really supporting us, especially with the first episode being the first time we've ever even tried a podcast. Really appreciate all the responses we've gotten and everything. So this is our way of saying thank you. So even though I lost and we did not tie, we I did have a tiebreaker set up. The other day we were listening to a podcast and the question was, which movie is the highest grossing movie of all time? And the answer was Avengers Endgame. So we, I figured, all right, well, let's, our tiebreaker can be, we each guess how much that movie actually grossed and whoever's closer wins. So just, just for fun, Kelsey, what would your guess be on how much the Avengers Endgame grossed? I want you to go first because I don't think you're going to be anywhere near the ballpark. I'm going to say, because usually the budgets for these movies is like in the hundred millions. I'm going to go with seven billion. Okay, I thought you were going to undersell it on the short end. I think you went way too way high. Way too high. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. These movies bring in so much money. Yeah, I'm going to say $1.8 billion. Yeah, I definitely overshot, huh? We didn't wanna, I didn't want to look this up beforehand because obviously that would break the point of the tiebreaker. I have a feeling I'm not off by that much. If I had to second guess, I would say like $4 billion. Cumulative worldwide gross was two billion seven hundred and ninety-seven thousand or million. So you were barely off. Two point eight billion. What did I say? Two point six. I thought you said like one point something. One point nine. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Speaking about movies, should we do these reviews? Sure. Which one do you want to do first? Mm, Fight Club. Yay. So before we actually talk about the movie. We're going to give our, our ratings um, just because the, our reviews are going to have spoilers. And especially in a movie like Fight Club, like we don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. I will timestamp the review in the description of the podcast so you can see how far you need to skip forward if you don't want to hear it. So my rating for Fight Club would be a this is going to seem low. because I know it's a classic. It's not a but classic. It's going to be a six. It's a six. It is. It is. I looked. It's top 10 movie on IMDb. Or close to it. Really? Of all time. Hmm. But my score for it is a 6.5, which is where I would put a uh, watchable. I'd probably keep it on if it was on TV, but I'm not too thrilled about it. You know, even though it's one of my favorite movies, like one of the movies I like to watch often, I'm still not going to give it too much higher than you. I probably would say like a 7.6. 7.7? That's pretty high. I, I sincerely doubt it's one of the top 10 films on IMDb. It is. Let me look up real quick. Like, I feel like those movies are more like Goodfellas and The Dark Knight Rises. 
Fight Club is the number 10 movie of all time Ooh. based on IMDb score. Barely cracked it. What's the score? 8.8, which is really, really high. When I when I talk about IMDb scores, the way I would say it is there's only, about, I think, let me see here. I think there's like three movies over a nine. These are cum- cumulative viewer ratings. The only three movies over nine, only two movies, over, there's only two movies over nine, The Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather. But anything 8.5 or higher is what I would say is a classic. Anything 7.0 or higher is a really good movie. Anything 6 to 7 is, you know. Watchable. Watchable, solid movie. Anything under 6 is getting pretty bad. Anything under 6 is a horror film that Kelsey drags Brian to in theaters. Yeah, horror movies don't do good on these things. Not all of them. Some of them do. Anyways, that's our number rating. So now if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. Check the timestamp. But why I give it a 6.5 is... Let's hear it. There is not a single character in the entire movie that I give a shit about. There's no good guy. There's no bad guy. Like there's... I like to... I like there to be a an antagonist that I want to win something or I want to succeed. Edward Norton's character doesn't do that for me at all. Is he supposed to? That sounds like a personal problem to me. I mean, the issue is, once again, spoiler alert, we've already discussed that, so don't get mad at me. But Edward Norton's character is split, obviously, between Tyler Durden and the character that's not really named. I mean, not really, at least. You're supposed to root for, like, his good side of him and obviously not his bad side. Does that make sense to you? But his good side of him is also... He's a little douchey. A very douchey, flawed character, in my opinion. He's not someone that I... I did not care if he won or lost his battle with himself. Like, I don't really feel like there's a particularly good character in the whole film. See, my thing... When I was re-watching it, so I saw this movie when I was probably too young to even see this movie, if we're being honest. Sorry, Mom and Dad. But it used to be on TV all the time. It used to be on FX, like, all the time. So I didn't know the twist at first. I feel like when you don't know the twist, that they're the same person, obviously, it makes the movie better because you're like, wow, like, didn't see that coming. Once you know the twist... Like, you catch on to, like, little things, like Tyler Durden's character, like, flashing up in scenes before you actually meet him. Like, that's stuff that you notice the second time around. So it's, like, cool to notice it, but you already know how it ends, so it's not as exciting. You already knew how it ended, and you didn't even, you hadn't even seen it before. Yeah, so I did know the twists. So maybe that does factor into it, but. Honestly, I don't mind knowing a twist. I can still think a movie's good if I know the twist. I feel. It just comes down to, it's just a really weird type of movie. It reminds me of, I don't know who directed it. I mean, I can tell you in a second. But it reminds me of a Quentin Tarantino movie. um, Kind of like a Kill Bill type vibe. See, and you just already don't like those kind of movies. So I feel like, see, I feel like I'm biased because I do like those movies. And you're biased because you already know that you don't like those kind of movies. Yeah, I don't. Not only do I not like them, but I think they're all overrated. Like a lot of his movies are considered classics, and I just don't think so. I they don't do it for me at all. So uh, it was David Fincher who directed Fight Club. I will say this though, like when I watched it when I was like younger, I felt like it was better than it seemed when I watched it like again. Does Here, that make this, sense? I got this for you. This is pretty. This explains a lot. Two of the movies that he's most known for, Gone Girl and Seven. I love Gone Girl. And I love Seven. Like, that has no spoilers on that, but that has one of the craziest twists of all time, in my opinion, also. I don't know if it's a twist, but shocking moments, and you'll see. Oh, have I you, Have go- you ever seen Seven? De- definitely. I recommend that over Fight Club. I want to say I would probably recommend Gone Girl over Fight Club, but... It does make a lot of sense that he also made Gone Girl. Seven, kind of. I mean, and, and he also made Zodiac, too. Well, I don't know if he directed these or not, but... Was part of the movie in some way. That's what he's known for. Okay. You want to move on? 
the next one so the other one was the longest day how'd you like that one <laughs> you know what i will say this going into it if you heard the live i was not very excited about this film um three hours is a very long time for a movie and it was almost exactly three hours what was it like two hours and 58 minutes Mm-hmm. I feel like it was fine. Would I seek it out again? No. Did I learn a lot about history? Yes. When I was seeing the names that Kelsey wrote down for the drawing, the names of the movies, if I could have picked one that she would, if I could have picked one movie that would have been more impossible than any other movie listed or probably created maybe, that it would be impossible to convince her to watch with me if it wasn't for this podcast would have been The Longest Day. It's a 1962 war movie in black and white, which was bad enough, right? We start the show, and it's in subtitles. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We should give our number rating before we start discussing anything about the movie, I guess though. so. I mean, I don't know how many spoilers. I mean, I mean, it's history, so there's not really a lot of spoilers. Spoiler alert. The Americans... Won World War Two, or I should say, Germany lost World War Two. But if, you, didn't if know. you don't want, if you don't want to hear about the movie, or if you don't want spoilers, um, I'm gonna give The Longest Day a seven point nine. <sighs> I have to be a little sensitive because my father-in-law is the one that recommended this film, and it's one of his favorites. So Bob, if you're listening, we'll put a timestamp. No, I'm kidding. To where you can jump ahead. I'm going to give it like a five. No, 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 no. Out of personal preference, I'm going to give it like a 6.5. But now let's say that you watched this in the 60s and you watched it. Oh, I'm sure it it was phenomenal in the 60s. Right. Let's just pretend that it's not 60 years old. 7.1. All right, so spoilers coming. I mean, there's not really spoilers. I mean, you can't really spoil spoil? history. But why I really like the movie, why don't you tell me why you didn't like the movie? Okay. Well, first of all, I mean, obviously, we're a little spoiled with all of our technology these days with filmmaking. Um, I feel like the end wasn't very, like, summed up very well. Like, I feel like it was just like, oh, we won. But, like, did you really explain that very well? I don't feel like they really did. Like, if I was going into it and I knew nothing about the invasion of Normandy, like, I wouldn't have just been like, oh, we won. Like, I was literally sitting there like, did we win? Like, they didn't really make it clear. It was just like the guy was lighting a cigar at the end, like, celebrating. (laughs) And I'm like, what are we celebrating? Is it over? Like, I'm confused. But that's that's kind of the concept of the movie is that it's not supposed to be about the whole war and whether we won or lost the war. It's called The Longest Day. So Yeah, I mean, after, I understand that. But After D-Day, there was still another day and months, almost a year before the war ended. So, I mean, that guy that lit the cigar, the next day he's probably in the same same village, same area doing the same stuff. It's just that was the that was just supposed to be about the invasion. So I get your point that. Like there's the conclusion isn't there, but that you can't really conclude a World War Two movie at the end of D-Day. That just wouldn't make sense. So I get your point, but I feel like that's what they had to work with. My other thing is, did it need to be three hours long? No. I feel like they almost were like messing with you, like the longest day and we're going to make it the longest movie, <laughs> like three hours long. Because for the first hour and 40 minutes, this is the invasion of Normandy, Normandy, the beach. For the first hour and 40 minutes, nobody even touched sand. We saw the beach, but nobody ever landed on it. Hour and 40 minutes of just talking about going to the beach. So that's where I disagree with you, though. If anyone's seen Saving Private Ryan and have any interest in seeing The Longest Day, I'm assuming you've seen Saving Private Ryan. They do the attack on Normandy and they spend a good, I think the whole like first 40 minutes of that movie is the attack on Omaha Beach. And it's phenomenal. Like I feel like Saving Private Ryan is the best war movie of all time. That Those 40 minutes are the most ridiculous, realistic, 
shot uh, 40 minutes in war history I've seen. But regardless, The Longest Day is a little different. I'm going to say it's like a prequel to Saving Private Ryan. Whereas Saving Private Ryan starts on the beach, the first, like you said, the first two hours of the show of The Longest Day are the events that needed to take place to make the beach landings happen. So we get everything from, which I know was your favorite part of the movie, was the fake paratroopers. What were they called? Oh, I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget what they were called. Ruperts. Dropping Ruperts. So these the Ruperts were these fake paratroopers that they dropped behind enemy lines. And when they'd hit the ground, they would shoot off machine gun sounds. And it was to confuse the Germans to think that, the, that we were attacking where we weren't. So they would pull a bunch of uh, forces out to these fake little Rupert dolls. And then our real paratroopers were able to land where they needed to, to control um, important bridges or towns. I would say the first part of the movie is preparation. The second part of the movie is a lot of this, these paratrooper stories. And then the third part is the actual attacks on the beach. And they break it down really good. So uh, yeah, three hours is long, but I don't know how else they could have did it to give us those stories. And I was surprised it went a little fast. Like it wasn't like it was super slow. Like, you know how some movies are, like, painfully slow. Like, it's three hours, and it feels like four hours. Like Lord of the Rings. But we won't get into that. We did break it up into two days because it was such a long movie. yeah. I mean, Fight Club was, like, maybe two hours, and you couldn't even make it through one night of that. So, Another big difference between Saving Private Ryan, which, again, is probably my favorite war movie of all time. But that movie focuses on, I believe it's Omaha Beach. might be Utah Beach, but I think it's Omaha. A lot of people that aren't familiar with World War II don't realize that D-Day, it wasn't just attack on one beach. We actually hit five beaches that day. And it wasn't just us as the United States. Um, The United States hit Omaha Beach and Utah Beach. The British hit Gold Beach and Sward Beach. And the Canadians hit Juneau Beach. And this movie was the first time I've ever really seen each different attack and the, the troubles each attack faced definitely recommend it to people that have a lot of patience don't mind reading subtitles because half the movie is in subtitled german but that's what makes it kind of cool it was interesting though like they would subtitle part of it and then like the character would keep talking and they wouldn't subtitle the other half yeah like you kind of have to infer what they're saying yeah which was interesting one more thing about this movie and i know we've talked about it a lot already but the cast is pretty cool. Um, John Wayne is in it. John Wayne is, everyone thinks about him as, you know, one of the most iconic Western actors of all time. So to see him in a, you know, 1960s war movie was kind of cool. It's got, I forget his name, but Jane Fonda's dad. Remember his name? I don't remember his first name. Um, it's got Sean Connery. Young Sean Connery is in it. So a couple things that I did find interesting about the film, because I know that you think I don't like it, and that's it. Um, They had, like, these clickers. Like, one of the groups had a clicker, and, like, they had a code. Like, if you encountered another person or you heard somebody coming, you would click once with your clicker, and then the responding clicker would be two clicks. So kind of saw a little bit of that in the movie, but a really sad part was one of the guys, like, clicked his clicker, and he heard two clicks back, so he was like, oh, it's somebody from my group. And he, like, popped up, and it was a German, and the guy shot him. And then when he, like, cocked his gun, that's when you heard the two clicks, and you realized that the two clicks weren't coming from a clicker, but they were coming from a gun. That was, like, kind of a shocking scene. I was yeah, like, it just really wow. paints, paints a picture of how behind enemy lines those paratroopers were. You couldn't trust anybody. And then he got so excited thinking he found a person in his group because they had come in in parachutes, so they were all dispersed. And then, like, the shock in his face when he realized, like, this guy just shot me because I thought I heard two clicks. And he literally said it, like, I heard two clicks. Yeah, big trouble they had where a lot of the paratroopers were missing their drop zones by miles. And when you miss your drop zone behind enemy lines by miles, you're in, you're going to be in trouble. And I was about to quit this movie about 45 minutes in because I saw a dog. And every time I see a dog in a movie, what do I have to do, Brian? Does the dog die.com. I have to look it up. 
because I will not witness that. Luckily, all puppies survived this film. There were some German shepherds, obviously. There was a little bulldog on the beach. So cute. That website, we found that website when it was first like in the beta form. It, it gives you as, all sorts of information. But it started as just does the dog die. Like there's one question. Does the dog die? Yes or no. And yeah. you can go there and find the answer. Now it has like. There's like a bunch of categories. It's like, does the dog die? Are there nails on a chalkboard? Does a horse die? Like, okay. Is there the color red? Like anything that you could have a fear of? Does someone die? Yeah, does that's someone die? Yeah, that's I found that funny though. It's it's literally a movie, entire movie about one of the bloodiest days probably in American war history. And Kelsey almost stopped the movie because she thought that the German shepherd might die. I just needed to be sure. Thousands of men dying in on the screen and you will stop the movie because the dog might die. But that's how I am with any film. It's not just a war film. It's any film. Okay, so that's probably enough. Everyone's probably bored about listening to us talk about a 1962 war movie. <laughs> about as bored as I was watching it. So why don't we wrap this up and give our beer ratings? Mine is really good. Like, really good. I would give mine like a 9.3. Jeez. If you like cider, this is it. Mine's really good, too. I do like it a little better than what I drank last week. I'm going to give it a 7.7. 7. I don't know how many of these I could drink in a row. Like it's very, it's a, it's unique. It's smooth. Uh, the, the coconut taste, it tastes delicious, but it's very strong. I mean, how many coconut beers in a row can you drink before you get sick of drinking coconut? You better save me one. By the, save me one, I mean like save me a sip. Deal. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook. And then share the post about our next episode to enter, to be entered, I should say, to win that gift card. Um, we'll do that drawing on Wednesday. Yep. So 7 o'clock, Facebook Live. And then our next episode, our next podcast episode will be next Sunday. Thanks next for listening. Sunday. See you guys then.